Welcome to Chasing Man. I'm your host, Liam McAwee. So what is Chasing Man? Simply, it's just man chats. The whole idea of these man chats is just to hear people's journeys through life, the challenges and the adversity that they've faced along the way. The whole idea is so you can grab some of their tools to throw in your toolbox. So if you ever come to the same situation in your own life, you know how to deal with and get through those situations. If you really enjoy what we're doing here at Chasing Man, please like and subscribe and maybe share it with a friend. Welcome back team. This is number three for me today. Remembering that it's Liam and we're chasing man and I am chasing this wonderful man of a human being, Tavanga, who I haven't seen in what feels like a lifetime. So welcome brother. It's, it's awesome to see you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. It has felt like a lifetime because we've had different lives and lived in different places, you know, different locations. So it's so good to connect again with you, bro. And I think the last time I probably saw you would have been London days, maybe? Yeah, I think we um, caught up briefly in London, bro. Like, I'd, I'd been traveling for work, and we, we chatted then. Um, and even, like, the, only, the standout memory beforehand was sitting with you in the cafe um, in Wellington, bro, and, and the Les Mills Extreme building, and just having a yarn, um, talking about, like, your fitness kind of aspirations. I think you were doing CrossFit and had a box at the time, and... Yeah, that's literally how that's going back like like over eight years. I think it's nine years ago now. It's crazy. Well, do you want to give everybody just sort of a a, a quick catch up to who Tavanga is, like where you've come from, your background, and where you are right now in your life? Because this guy is just dominating the health and fitness space in New Zealand, guys. And like, I usually do this at the end, but if you aren't following this man, you gotta follow him because not only is he Rike Suave, he can move his body like no other human being I've ever seen. He can take absolute control of a room no matter what the situation is. And if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you can see the smile is from ear to ear. So take it away, buddy. Oh, bro, that is very high praise. Wowee. Um, thank you, bro. Thank you. So, like, I'm born and raised in Wellington. Um, you know, coming through, like, schooling, I wanted to play rugby, and I kind of did it as a social thing. I had aspirations to be um, better at sports than I really was. And if I'm being vulnerable, bro, I was actually pretty bad at, at rugby. I was very average. Instead, I, I actually had a real deep passion for music. So I studied music and, uh, you know, singing and uh, theatre throughout the last few years of, of college. And then, uh, by chance, um, going to study at university up at Victoria University in Wellington, I got a job at the cafe at the gym. So Les Mills um, Extreme in Wellington, the, the big club in, in the middle of the city. And you got a free gym membership with that. And so some of the boys and I, you know, local Tawa boys, um, would be going to the gym, you know, Jordan and I would be going up there to throw some weights around. I ended up going into a group fitness class and 
at first was super like, dude, is this for me? Because I was like surrounded by women, right? Like, I don't know if this was legitimate training for me. Dude, but, but isn't that hilarious? Like, <laughs> I, I find this, this, I found this with CrossFit, right? Like, is as young, I don't know, macho bravo youngsters, as soon as we talk about group fitness classes, we're like, oh, aerobics? Oh, come on, man, I don't do aerobics, right? And then you do a class and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, you know, I loved training in the gym. That was great. But like, if I wanted to just come in for, you know, because remember I said I like, studied music in, in theater, bro. Like, if you wanted to, you know, enjoy being within music, enjoy moving your body, just enjoy exploring different ways to move. Um, I really, I, I loved it. And basically one of the instructors dropped down and said, oh, hey mate, have you thought of becoming an instructor? And I literally hadn't, I didn't even know what the process was. So they chatted to me and said, yeah, cool. Like try this. And I sort of slowly got into it. it. Took a while to like get started, bro, to be honest with you. At the time, you know, I had aspirations of doing a million things. You know, your early twenties, you, you have visions of being an actor for me and, and doing this and studying that and becoming, you know, uh, a banker, like I worked at National Bank at the, at the same time as well. So in this kind of formative years of figuring out what I wanted to do, Group Fitness was a cool project for me. Um, and so as I committed to learning, you know, more about fitness as a whole and how that applies to a Group Fitness situation and learning what, you know, what moves the room? I think that's a really cool part about it, bro, is that you understand how to motivate people, right? Like you're, you're looking at your peers in front of you. Typically in a group fitness class, there's a whole bunch of adults that actually don't like or are intimidated by fitness. Um, so that's a great way to like make people go, you know what? These fears I had about fitness aren't real. You know, yeah. I'm just moving my body in a group and I'm just enjoying the music. And so that has led me to kind of develop that side of me um, and my craft to ensure that I could help create community, bring people on board, really keep that in the front of minds, you know. Um, group fitness does get a lot of stick. I get it. Like, I know why. There's, there's a whole room you're trying to coach and the squat technique, you look around the room, you're like, oh my Lord, like, it's very hard to get the, the perfection. But if you don't come from the angle of perfection and if you come from the angle of let's just get people moving, moving. let's help them to fall in love with movement and music and fitness. When the time is right, then, then the conversation around coaching, around leveling up and, and training in the gym is not such a, a leap. There's no cavernous leap across, you know. Um, they're actually introduced to the culture of, of movement. Now, so I found that a really the, powerful thing. Did you have the personal training aspect or did you always only stay with group, group sessions? So I started in group sessions and started with the in-house training that we had with Les Mills and then um, studied like PT qualifications later, later on. And that was more to get an understanding of anatomy and, and movement and just get those basics sorted, bro. And like many of the uh, fitness professionals out there now, you, you start off with one thing, you know, the, the basic course, and then you just read and, and upskill yourself over the years. So, I mean, we're talking, I'm going back, like this is 16 years ago, bro. I started when I was 20 and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a journey going ups and downs and round and rounds with it. But I mean, the, the, the position what I'm at now in terms of um, my growth as someone in the fitness industry and particularly with our company, Les Mills, is now I look after group fitness for our country. So I'm the national group fitness manager for Les Mills. And um, it's, been, it's been wild. 
has been a wild ride and I'm still learning, bro. I'm still learning. That's amazing. Now, I saw in your post the other day, bro, someone was asking you, like, oh, when are we going to see you back up, like, you know, in the in, in the front, leading things up on the stage? And, uh, you know, I, I, I think your comment was, it's probably not going to, it's not going to happen at the moment because that's not where your focus is. But how much do you miss that side of things? It's, it's a good question, bro, because like once you get a taste of, and you know, like with our programs in particular, you know, there's a lot of production value. Like we've got like international um, talent that comes in and we've got massive film sets. We've got massive crews. So it is a big ego kick, bro. Like, and it's, and it's high pressure. You know, when the camera's rolling, it's like the movies, bro. You've got to perform on the spot. Yeah. And it's, it's more than the movies because you can't, like the better you are at being natural and authentic, right? Like the better it translates across the camera. Otherwise it feels very wooden, you know? And, and that's what um, people want to connect with, right? Is, is Tavanga, not, not, not stage Tavanga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like putting on the voice. Hey, get yeah. it, you guys. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's um, the, the more real you can be, and that's a real skill set, the, the more you're connected with people. And the paradox that is you don't get that until you do it often. You know, like until it becomes something that you're comfortable with, you know, you've grown into that space. Yeah, it just um, sort of flows off the tongue, right? Exactly. You know how to manage that adrenaline kick. You know, you can channel that now into better performance instead of just being frozen on the spot. Um, but for me, bro, truly, like it's, I can see that there's diminishing returns, right? It's the thing that you keep doing, it's always going to net diminishing returns to some point. And for me, the diminishing returns were what I'm taking and learning from this experience. So what I'm passionate about, and that's why I can leave that behind is, is empowering and growing our business and our people. You know, the twofold, like we've got to grow the people. We also have to manage that business and we have to grow them together. And so that challenge for me is the next growth curve for me. And I'm, you know, I'm chasing, you know, my own development within that. And if I can open doors for others, you know what I mean? If we talk about like an ignition for other Kiwi, you know, even for, for, you know, Pacific Islanders, if I can show them like, bro, like use your talents in moving a crowd in a positive way, like come and do it. You can see that I've done it. It's your turn now. Go up. Yeah. Um, so that's a really inspiring thing for me. Yeah. So being this, this group fitness thing and being 20 years of age and this being a men's group sort of conversation around masculinity like how did the rest of the the peers deal with that and in, in that time frame in that era and then how did you deal with some of that because i know what they are i'm pretty sure i know what the answer is going to be how did you deal with some of the 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 kickback or the resistance potentially bro i love this line of questioning i've never really been asked to unpack this side of it so this is amazing um as a dude obviously there's there's that resistance, right? You walk into a room full of, uh, of women and you don't know if this is the right training for you. There's all this social pressure as well as like, bro, you don't grow fitness, bro, isn't yeah. that for the girls? Like, you know, there's a bit of shame around it as well. Like, you know, are you doing aerobics, bro? Like, but when you, when you are coming through as in your young 20s, I think what I, what I did at the start, and this is a learning journey, is you overcompensate, right? Like I tried to be like, oh, no, nah, you know, like I actually... You know, it's, it's a bit of this, you know, like, oh, group fitness is, that's just something that I do, but I actually do this. I actually yeah. train in the gym. Or, or, or oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm meeting heaps of chicks, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you know, like, it's a room full of ladies and I'm on stage. Like, come on, man, what do you think? Let's get it. And, like, you try and substitute your passion 
to try and like meet the expectation of what masculinity is, you know what I mean? And what I've hoped to do and what I've learned to do is actually embrace it for what it is for you, you know, be really vulnerable and be like, yeah, I am a dude that does this, you know? Um, it's like any kind of thing like this, like a musical theater, uh, ballet, you know, typically feminine things or hobbies, but you know, that's only a misconception. Yeah. You can bring your masculinity and be comfortable with that in this environment, you know? And I think as we age, we sort of learn like what really, what business is it of anybody else? So long as, you know, you as an individual are happy in your own skin, you're having the time of your life, you're growing, you're developing. And then the next thing you know, you're on the, you're the number one in New Zealand, bro. <laughs> Like, like, did you, I bet you never thought it would go this far at 20 years of age. Never, never in my wildest dreams. Like, I actually thought, you know, like, I did envisage myself being a rock star, so like, getting up there and just rocking the show. You know, that was always kind of like, you know, this thing in the back of my head that I knew I could do. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I could do it. But it's very, it's very interesting how that's changed in terms of, like, the rock star being the guy at the front to actually going, no, let's open the pathways and the doorways for others to come through. And, and to touch on the masculinity thing, it's like, I, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. What I needed to be comfortable with was my feminine side. You know what I mean? And that's almost the scene as like, bro, what? You know, like it's, it's you double down and like, no, I've got to be tough and hard. And that's, that's important. You got to embrace your masculinity. Absolutely be comfortable with it. But I'm so comfortable with this side in myself that I can embrace what we would call like, you know, the feminine side of things too. And I think, when you have that vulnerability and, and you're okay with that and you can embrace all of yourself, that's when true confidence can start to come through, you know, as a man, for me anyway. But no, I 100% agree. And like I've been away from New Zealand for, you know, quite some time now. Obviously, I had a period back there when I was owning the CrossFit gym. But my earlier days, I really remember New Zealand. I don't know if it was our... our um, years New Zealand in general but that whole masculinity side of things and the fear of the femininity um does that still happen back home bro like do you think there's still a lot of dudes out there that are are scared to sort of even just peek across and have a look at at what they have inside of them in a, in a deeper level I think yes, bro. I think there's still there's still that, and and I think that's a, like, I think what's happened on my perspective is that we've become so polarized, you know, with the current political climate, with you know, even Canadians like Jordan Peterson, you know, flaring up. He's got like, you know, the 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 left side going da da da, and then the right side owning or misinterpreting what he said and owning it this side, and we've like split down the middle to be like this is right and this is wrong, and yes. and that's kind of bled into the rest of the world in, in terms of like identifying it. So in some respects, it's become a little harder because now there's so many different voices out there and different opinions and they're so polarizing that you don't really want to pick a side. Otherwise, you pick one side, you're alt-right. You pick the other side, you're the radical left. You know, like, and that's not the truth. I don't believe that's the truth. I, I believe there's shades of gray and we should be able to converse and appreciate and empathize with both sides. Like, I watched a fascinating chat with Jordan Peterson and Russell Brand. 
who are on polar opposite sides, you would assume, of the political spectrum. But the way that they unpack and discuss ideas was actually illuminating for me that you can have a difference of opinion and still converse about the same thing and agree and respect each other. You know, like it doesn't have to be this mudslinging contest. Um, and so to speak to New Zealand in, in total, I think it's getting there, bro. But there's still definitely that interplay, that tension inside. There will probably always be there about what's masculine, what's feminine. How do I identify what that, you know, what is that part of, who, who does that make me? Yeah. Mm. And do you find that uh, even more so in the, in the, in the gym industry? In the Absolutely. Yeah, it's still there. I think there's probably like um, the proximity and the diversity of people at the gym allows you to be more empathetic. You know, I think we get put into this, particularly at Les Millsborough, you're thrown into the mix with all kinds of different people, different races, different sexuality, different everything. And you all learn to just get on with the job. And I think that's kind of cool because like you have this practical thing you love and you all can share it together. So I think that environment is, is positive. Um, but there's still like elements of it where, you know, there is the, the looks, you know, looks define who you are. This is the type of training that defines a man. This is the type of look that defines a woman. You know, like there's still some divides in there. Whether it's good or bad, like, you know, it's not for me to judge. It's just, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, observe it and move on. And that's what I really enjoyed about Les Mills. Because if I think about, you know, like I was doing um, exercise science back in the day while I was on placement in Les Mills. And this is, this is way pre-CrossFit, the, they were pushing the boundaries of group training sessions way back then, right? They had this, they had the muscle heads and they had the group classes, but they were also very concentrated on trying to bring that happy median. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I, I actually like that spirit of, you know, context, bro, for me has always been king. Like, what's the context to group fitness? What are we trying to achieve here? What is our end result, you know? And I think the criticism, and to speak to the point of, like, the muscle heads in the group fitters is, like, actually, you know, we want to be encouraging for all people to, like, experience what fitness is like, right? So group fitness has, has a real key purpose. It's take people off the couch who don't like training and help them to fall in love with fitness. But also on the instructor side or the coach side, it's, like, embrace what it's like to, to be a high performer embrace fitness like push the boundaries you know there is there was like this element of excellence and striving to be the best you could very um be in terms of like an athlete as a as a coach yeah sometimes those worlds get blurred though and we start thinking that we're trying to make our participants um you know the the vision of excellence or that our programs replace coaching or replace pt which is not the truth and unfortunately, sometimes those messages get crossed, but that's, that's life, right? So I, I think if we keep it to the context that it's in, it serves its purpose, you know? Yeah, man. And so being such a busy man, because like, I, you know, when I follow you on Instagram, bro, you're out here in Canada. I think you were in London recently and doing all your training stuff. Other than obviously, you know, you look amazing. So you obviously keep healthy and fit. What other sort of things are you doing to maintain balance in your life? It's a really good question, bro, because, you know, with the travel and the filming, I think one aspect of it is that you're, you're hustling the aesthetics so hard. You know, you're trying to keep that body fat down so you look good on camera. It's just a natural thing. No one asks, asks you to do that overtly. It's implied, you know, be your very best on camera, of course. But I think 
that in of itself is, is, wasn't sustainable for me as well. You know, like uh, I had to really look and think, okay, in this period of time in my life, how do I balance it out? So I have, you know, I look after the mental side and physical, and it's always about, um, for me, you know, doing the things that I love, how is this improving or helping the life that I live, you know, and being at home with the girls, you know, how do I do, how do I keep myself interested and engaged and healthy enough? So like exploring dance moves or doing little circuits of new movements. Cause yeah, maybe it's, it's more now at the age that I'm at is more, you know, listening to the body, you know, um, keeping, keeping good food coming through, you know, home cooked meals, not being too anal like, trying to go hard on the low carb diet or whatever. It's just kind of feeling it out at this point in time. Um, yeah. So to speak to balance, bro, is like shifting away from aesthetic has been a real good positive for me and more about the functionality and, and the well-being aspects. Um, so things like for me is dance is stretching and yoga. It is circuit training and like doing weight, tra- weight based exercise. I still love those compound lifts, but putting it in a circuit so I can get the heart rate up and keep, keep that going. And then reading, listen to music with my girls, you know, like all that stuff is, is it's all part of the, the whole picture. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Uh, like, you know, I mean, Instagram life and the social media world that we live in now, like when you, when you follow people, every single person on the face of the earth is living their best life and having, you know, like, like a box of chocolates. It's just, everything's fluffy and amazing. And I think, so many people now in this day and age are chasing that, that it, it overrides everything. So for you just to say, I've taken a step back and, and come away from that side and focused on, on the things that are actually really, really important, not the things that, you know, you at, at a young age, you're all about that, right? You're all about looking your best and, you know, attracting the very best partner that you possibly can do where we potentially don't go as deep as, as we need to. That's right. And look, you know, I think there's, it's swinging the pendulum, right, bro? Like we, if, if you know, you would get the old heads going, ah, it's all about like, you know, the real values is about family and all this. And you'll get the young heads going, nah, it's about chasing aesthetic. And, and they're kind of both right. Like, I mean, when I was in my early 20s, bro, I love being fit, lean, athletic, I wanted to meet people. I wanted to go out and like meet girls and, and, and to feel good about myself in that way. I wanted to push the envelope in terms of athletic performance. Look, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Even if you're, you know, going into thirties, forties, whatever you're chasing, it's hundred percent. I think taking away that, like the judgment factor out, it's coming back to if like, this is what I love to is if I see someone who's flexing on the gram, living their best life and they're authentic, that's the, the joy in their heart. They want to share big ups. It's when there's a dissonance between it. It's when they're trying to show you what, what they're doing. And all they're doing, you know, you might have us all fooled, but you're just gaming yourself, you know. You're just, you're just playing yourself. And that's sad to me. If people are playing themselves, you know. Um, yeah, because you must have found, yeah. Once again, in that industry, you must, you must see a lot of it, right? Because, God, these youngsters, I sound like an old man, but these youngsters now, the gym, like... I belong to Will Gym here in, in Barrie, Canada for a while. And every single young kid that's in the changing room has the selfies in front of the photo, uh, in front of the mirror, you know, flexing and, and, and it's, it's like, I, I don't know about you, man, but like, I've always been that person. Whereas I don't really 
care much what other people think about me. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about myself. But I was very lucky at, a, at an early age. I just accepted my body, right? I was like, this is what I've got. And it's, it's, I work hard and I don't know if it's ever going to get any better. Whereas these teens right now, they have these social pressures that push like, man, there was a lot of kids pushing some juice in these gyms at such a young, young age. It's, it's really, you're so true, bro. Sorry, sorry, man. You're like, I just, it's a passionate thing for me too, because as much as I want to be like, it's cool, you know, in your twenties, you're hustling. Like, like I talked about before, it's that, it's that whole thing of what are you putting out there though? Like, is that, is that really you? Do we really need to be chasing this? I know what it's like to go through body image issues. You know, I'm shorter, like I'm five, what, five, nine, 10, maybe five, nine, maybe. <laughs> so like there's real issues about being a shorter guy. Like I didn't feel like I was a short guy, but then you stand next to someone who's in six foot and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty short. And then you get hangups about that. Like you get hangups about not having right proportion as according to like the, the bod. So, you know, you might be like, oh man, like my, my upper body is smaller than my legs. I've got really big Samoan legs you know what I mean does that mean like I have to go to the gym and just pump weights upper body all day long to try and even out that I get those fears uh, and it's the, the the wider question is not the symptom of the photos but what's happening in the background here are we like you're doing bro having these conversations and actually getting people to love themselves for who they are you know are we having that type of education or awareness are we allowing that conversation to happen and being comfortable with it? Or are we just watching it like watching a train crash in slow motion, you know? Yeah. And, so. and it's such an interesting conversation in the fitness industry because like we have people like yourself that, that are, you know, leading the industry and up there and, and talking about these sorts of things with your instructors and stuff. But man, it would be so great to see so many more of these older dudes in the gym just sit down with these young kids and go, hey, bud, you know, like, I know it means a lot to you and, and go and crush it right now, but just be aware that it will change, you know, because yeah. it, I think we get so caught up in the now, which I'm all about. I'm all about living in the present. But like you said, so long as that present is is realistic, it's real, it's whom you are as a person, not whom you're trying to be as a, as a comparison. That's, it's so true, bro. You know, like who, who you are, that's a really big question, eh? Because as a creative person, I, I struggled with like pinning down exactly who I am. You know, when people say, Tao, just be you, you know, like in my early days of instructing, you know, you're, you're better when you're just yourself on stage. And I'll be like, but I don't know who the hell I am. Like you, you don't, when you're inside, you can't see what people see on the outside. And some of the best advice I got, bro, and this speaks to what you're talking about is you might not know who you are, but you definitely know what you like. You definitely have values that you hold true to. And whatever on the surface adjusts and changes up here in terms of your identity and what you, what you put forward, underlying all of that are some key values that you will hold on to. And it's just litmus testing everything you're doing with those key values that you hold down deep. It's like, you know, loyalty is a big one for me. Family is a big one for me. Compassion and justice is a big one for me. So that's why you see me like, you know, be more on the empathetic side of, of discussion rather than the, the conflict and, and um, headbutting side, which is 
you know, just a different facet again, right? Yeah, it's those underlying values. And I think if the older guys are talking about, I think uh, instead yeah. of coming in and telling the people what to do, it's like, hey, tell me. How yeah, man. Help? And, uh, you know, like that, those things really resonate with me because I probably only realized maybe in the last five years tops how out of control my ego was. And like you're saying, you know, like, I used to tell people, well, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. You know, I, man, I'm sure you remember when I got full on into my keto stuff. And I was like, keto, keto, keto. It works well for me. It doesn't mean it works well for everybody, right? So mm. your growth, man, I mean, you're only, what, 36 now? Yeah. Yeah, 36 now. And I know from following you over the years, it seems like you – you really tame that ego at a, at a, at a younger age. And, and am I on the right sort of wavelength there? Like, can you talk anything about ego? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, I think that like when you get put on the stage and you get up there and, and you promote and you do your thing, it can be perceived as like this dude's got a massive ego. Like he's, you know, confident. And, and for me, I've always felt like I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? I've always felt like I've had to fight for everything. And and so when it came down, like to me, bro, you know, this talk of alpha has never been an issue for me. I've always been friends with girls more than like being with the lads and like hitting it, you know? And that's that speaks to why I could be a little bit more um, open to burying the ego and going, you know what, actually, I don't need to, I don't need you to validate me. I'm good. I'm cool. Like almost for me, when we talk about that ego side, it's like, you need to know who you are. Your self-identity is important, but you can't let that get in the way of growth or a good conversation or for helping people to be better. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, it's a complex, it's a complex thing for me too, bro. Cause you know, once I did have the opportunity to look in and go, do I actually even like myself? You know, do, do I actually love myself? Like, do I care about who this person is? Then when I did, like, unlock that and go, you know, yes, I do. I deeply care about myself. But that allows me to drop the ego because I know who I am. I don't need to put this front out anymore about what I'm trying to be, you know, because yep. I'm cool with this. I'm cool with it. It's almost like you get to this point in life, right? And, you know, obviously some someone like you, maybe you find it earlier and some people still maybe haven't found that. But that that point in life where you can just sit down and, and say to yourself, you know, I'm worthy, I deserve this. And and now, you know what? I give myself permission to go and 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 be me because, I mean, this links to everything that we we're saying about these young kids is, is you're just not giving yourself the permission to live you your uniqueness right like you talked about jordan there earlier i had jordan on earlier in the week and jordan is a unique character and yes. <laughs> he is he is I, I i know that there's people out there that think jordan young has a massive ego he doesn't have an ego at all in his eyes because he is so happy at where he is so it's 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 really fantastic catching up with you guys at, and you know like I remember you guys as youngsters dancing and freestyle hip hopping <laughs> even back then you guys had massive amounts of confidence and getting that confidence confused with ego for me has always been something that is 
I've never found it a challenge. Like I would never say you yourself have ever had an ego. You're just a confident and your smile says it all. Confident, happy, go lucky, dude. It's funny. It's like it presents itself in different ways, you know, with the ego, um, because it could be you have an ego about ideas or you have an ego about things that you put forward and, and you can't change an idea because that changes your value proposition, you know. Um, so for me, that's one thing I really had to work on is, is that when I presented ideas, you know, on, on the face, on the physicality, meeting people, sure, that ego was aside, but like actually I was hanging on to quite a lot of ego around what I was put, putting forward as work or as value. Is like, here's my idea, guys, let's run with it. And like, I, that idea is bad. And I'd be like, really affronted. I'd be like, come on, man. You kidding me? This is the best idea that we've had so far. You know, all of you guys have had dumbass ideas. Here's my idea. You know, that's where ego can start to rear its head again in different facets of your life. And so, how and do you work my, around that? How how did you work around that? Really good, really good question, bro. It's it's. I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. So, I sent an email to a group of like I was I was in a group fitness manager group, and I sent an email to all of them. Basically, when I was at the end of my tether, emotionally drained, and I said, guys, like, it's time for all of us to step up. Like, do your, like, do your goddamn jobs, get your shit together, and recruit people, because I'm sick of having to, like, do that myself. You know, all this ego shit, bro, like, in the work aspect. And I got pulled up by, like, my top, top boss, like, the national manager, and saying, this is absolutely unprofessional. You know, like you need to think clearly about what this message you're sending out to everyone is. If you think you inspired people to like, to action, this is some BS. All you've made people feel is inadequate and that you're doing all the work, which is not true. And I was like, <laughs> that was a moment where I was like, shit, it ain't about me, man. It ain't about be me being the martyr and like, I'm doing all the work. You know, I'm saving this company by myself. Like, get that shit out of the way. No, you're not. It's a team. <laughs> and, I mean that that that's awesome that you had a boss that could do that, right? Like, you know, some, sometimes, well, I mean, if you have a boss that's letting you get away with that, then they probably shouldn't be in that position to start with. But I think there's a lot of people that just accept that behaviour, right? And in a, in a work environment, in a, a relationship environment, in a friendship environment, whatever it is, is they just accept that behaviour. And sometimes to be called out is the greatest lesson to be learned. Oh man, taking massive L's, that's the only way to learn, bro. Like, you know, to lose is to learn for me. And I've learned that often, you know, like you have to sometimes keep falling over before it's like, dude, when are you going to learn this lesson? You know, are you going to learn this lesson from, from now on or do we have to do this again? Um, that, that's, that's it, bro. The most monumental parts of change in my life have not been when I felt great, have not been like, I've self-actualized. I'm amazing. It's been like, no, oh my Lord, actually the gap, my conscious incompetency is like huge. I know there's a difference now. It's up to me to either stay in there and just, you know, either go the negative part and go, yeah, well, who cares? I don't want it anyway. Or be true to myself and go, nah, do the mahi, do the work, get, get there. It's brilliant, man. I mean, and this is exactly why I wanted to have you on a chat is because that's powerful stuff. And so many people let it slip, slip by the side. They just don't recognize any of the stuff. And, you know, if they had the boss call them out, then they just fall into this. I hate to use the word, 
but that victimhood mentality where it's woe is me why don't they trust me why don't they believe in me i know what i'm doing whereas you've totally flipped the coin and gone hmm let me observe let me reflect and let me improve that's it and, and it feels bad bro to do that it feels shitty i felt shitty for a long time you know what i mean but that's okay dissatisfaction i think we we get that confused with um feeling a negative emotion as a negative experience you know like i love mark manson bro like following his you know um his posts that he does and you know looking at some of the things around like actually your like if you have a negative experience it's a it's a positive the the paradox of negativity and positivity you know what i mean so when you're and faced with that it, person, right? that's it it's embracing it you know so i think yeah if, if there's one thing that with like a theme of that vulnerability right we talked about masculine feminine it's also the vulnerability to to not be right the vulnerability to be like shit i was actually in the wrong here holy moly this is an opportunity for me to to observe because not all feedback is good feedback right like sometimes people are just haters you know like <laughs> but with the intention behind what's saying you know you look past the feedback and you go what is the intention here or what is my intention from this moment and taking control what's in your sphere of control like i can control how i approach this feedback either i make it like lift me up and i use the tools and i, and I get better or put it aside or it breaks me but it's your choice how that happens yeah man common theme that keeps coming up with every conversation that i have is the power of choice power of choice and 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 you know like like we just said you know there's a place for negativity and i think so many people just block it out straight away oh that's negative let's push that to the side oh that's negative let's push that to the side and we know well i know i went through this phase in my life as a male you keep pushing it aside and pushing it aside and pushing it aside you eventually flip your lid mate you you lose it right whereas when that negativity, if it positions itself, if we, like you said, the word observe it, evaluate it, and, and choose to make the appropriate change to move forward in our lives rather than staying stuck. And, and I get that people get stuck, but that's why I want to open up these conversations, man, because I know I've been stuck. You've been stuck. Every single other person that I've talked to so far in life has been stuck but we have this massive opportunity to make a choice to move forward. That's it, bro. I love that. I love the opportunity to speak on it with you too, bro, because, you know, I see the work that you're doing, the coaching work you're doing, and it's, it's important work to, to be putting out there, you know, engaging in the conversation. I think one thing that the self improvement books or the, you know, when we say observe and notice and is that what's devoid in that and that explanation is just the actual personal feelings, how, how, big of a like emotional crush it feels you know like when you get that feedback you go hmm, yes i'll observe it and i change it and you know it sounds like it's a simple thing that you do it's not bro like you have to observe when you're hurting you have to observe when it hurts the most and go wow this is actually breaking me down but i can elevate i can move myself slightly away you know and then change can start to happen and then I can do it. It's a hard process, but it's a good process because like anything we practice, you just get better at it. You've just got to repeat it, get better at it over time. Yeah. And I, 
once again, this is great because everything you say, I just like bounce straight off, right? There's something that I've been exploring lately because I, I had this period in my life where I did a, a lot of self-development, right? And I, one thing I've really realized is self-development is a lonely place, man, because it's, it's the self. You sit in front of a, a computer, you sit with the earphones in, you read a book, and you knowledge doesn't necessarily mean understanding because you've got to take the action to put the stuff into practice. So once again, this, this form of conversation to get people to hear about development, not self-development, development, share what development is because it's a lonely place. And you think, you, you th yes, I've got this. I am. I am destroying this. I am going to be the next CEO. I'm going to be ripped. I'm going to be, you know, like eating like a rock star and working out and all that. If you don't have that, that those people on your team, the community and the tribe that Les Mills is all about, then it's harder to succeed. That's so true. That's so true. Like uh, I had a good chat with a, a colleague of mine, Bevan James Ars, who in his own right is like a, you know, he's done killer triathlons. He's a coach with all running and has his own running business and everything. But like his coaching um, business around, when he's talking to me about habits, it's like, you know, when you're forming those habits, are you getting the precursor to the action to get the outcome? Now the precursor is like, are you setting yourself up to then do the habit? Because if you don't get that first bit right, you can talk habit all day, but if your life isn't set up to actually commit to that or to actually make that habit, happen in the first place, the action happened in the first place, the outcome of a sustainable habit just won't come. Yeah. And I think that's what we miss a lot is that like we expect to like start training, um, you know, consistently, you know, I need to do some workouts. I need to get fit. So um, I'm going to train at two o'clock every day, but at two o'clock every day, you haven't set up the environment ready. You know, your kids, your kids might be running around. You might not have set up the workout equipment. Like we need to get that right to support the action, then it turns to a habit, yeah. Totally, man. Hey, I don't want to keep you much longer because I know you're a busy man, you've got a family, you've got a life as well. Um, what, is, what is something that you can share with the people listening right now that has probably been, you know, one of the, the, the big play cards in your life to get you to where you are now? The one thing I'd share, and I like to share something different every time I have the opportunity to do these things, is we have our preconceived ideas, right? So people watching this video, if you're watching this video, no doubt some ideas would have come through that are either you're motivated by it or you go, hey, like it, it creates a little reaction, like, really? Mm. And my advice would be to notice that emotion. What are you reacting to? What motivates you? What makes you, you know, a little bit? Um, against something and just think of it as curiosity like just be curious about exploring ideas that's that's the only thing I'd say is like some of the stuff we've chatted about Liam you know others might not agree with but explore that angle look at things from a different angle before making that quick judgment because I can guarantee when anything comes your way if you have a spirit of curiosity about it and a curiosity around why this is happening and, and what you can see from each different angle you're probably going to appreciate people more you're going to be more empathetic to when certain situations or people things ar arise yeah so that's what i would suggest that um that sounds like a chapter out of uh, something that jordan peterson would say mate 
it's funny too, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I quote Jordan Peterson or like take from him, but actually our political views are very different. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? no, but and, I, and I, like I, my, what I, what but I that's cool, about, right? Well, yeah, totally. But what I love about <laughs> Jordan Peterson is he's, he's happy to explore both sides. He's yeah. happy at the end of the day if there is a disagreement because there can be disagreements. And that's part of life. Like if we all went, all went around in this peachy, false world <laughs> that we're seeing on social media all the time, then nothing would ever, ever, ever get achieved. That's it. And, and the one step further that I would take, you know, from being pure Jordan Peterson angle is like compassion. You know, it's like, yes, we have differences, but as the, like, I care about you, man. Like I'm compassionate about humanity. And that's the next step that I have, you know, it's like, yes, explore, observe, be curious, and then empathize and be compassionate. Everyone's in a different walk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's on a different journey. Everywhere. That's you just took the words right out of my mouth. Brother, it's been so good to connect with you. I hope I hope maybe somewhere down the road we can do it again. And you know, uh if people are happy to connect with you, is that is that okay? Of course, man. Yeah, reach out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Reach I'll out. Drop, follow I'll me. Drop follow me. Your details at the end of this video and uh on the podcast. I just I was just it looked a bit rude there for a second. The viewers won't be able to see it, but I was trying to search on my phone because uh, my cousin's partner, uh, his brother was the famous aerobics dude back in the days. Do you remember Clash of the Codes, bro? Oh, man. Vaguely, bro. Yeah, like, is that like back in the Artley and Thomas days, bro? Like, yeah, way man. Yeah. Actually, was it? Arlene Thomas's partner? Maybe it was her partner. It, I'm going to find it. And I was just thinking, dude, you're the modern day version of him. And that <laughs> was a stud. <laughs> My cousin's partner's uh, brother. And I was trying to find his last name. Because as soon as I get his last name, I'm going to be broke. <laughs> and he's unrelated. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you, it, Thank Thank you so much for today. And uh, yeah, like I said, hope to connect again in the future. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thanks for the opportunity, brother. It's so good to connect. And we'll stay in touch, man, for sure. For sure, brother.